What's good, God's Vibes? We have got a guest today. Oh man, when we got together, it was so God. (laughs) And so good. God was giving prophetic words. He was guiding the entire conversation. And I trust that it will bless you and come right on time. So listen all the way through this because definitely there are golden nuggets laced throughout the entire thing. Also want to give you an update. We have a master class on Thursday, August 10th. So we're about a week out from that. Make sure that you get plugged into that, okay? It's gonna be about healing after emotional and psychological abuse. And this is one of the enemy's main agendas to get us bound and stuck so that we are broken and can't break through into the good plans purposes that God has for us. So this is no joke. We are combating it in a couple of ways this month. Not only do we have this masterclass on August 10th at 7 p.m. Central Time, we also have a three-day challenge on August 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, also at 7 p.m. Central Time, that is about breaking free from drama addiction. Who knew that you could be addicted to drama? Many of us are, and we're going to help you identify if that is you or somebody you know and what you can do about it. So that's going to be a deep dive as well. We're going to take three days to really unpack that so you can get the breakthroughs connected to that. All of this is bundled together in the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. So essentially what that is, every single month, you can be a part of the Courage Co. community for free. But if you want to go deeper and actually start walking these things out in your life, we do trainings every single month. We do a masterclass, we do a three-day challenge, and we also have guest interviews. And you get access to every single previous challenge that we've done and every future live challenge that we're doing. So when you join live, it's such a benefit, not only to ask the questions that you have, but also get coaching. We tend to leave a lot of space during these sessions for coaching. So it's great to join live. If you happen to miss it, you get access to all of the replays for any past or future sessions with us. You also get all of the notes and ongoing virtual coaching and support on the content because it's a live feed, okay? So this is something to definitely be a part of. It is called the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. You can join for a monthly subscription or you can pay a one-time fee and get access for the entire year. Whatever fits your budget, you can find out more about that over at www.courageco.org. So get plugged in to the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. Don't miss this masterclass or upcoming challenge. They're going to be so good. Promise. All right. So without further ado, let's dive into this episode. Welcome, Tanya. It's so good to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so, so excited to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. Yes, same. I just love how we got connected and we just probably already have so many things in common. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for what God's going to do here, but tell us a little bit about you. What's Who is Tanya? Tell us about you. Tanya is a multifaceted human being. So Love that about you already. <laughs> yeah. So my, my day gig is I've actually worked in healthcare for over 26 years. I'm a physical therapist by background, um, okay. but I've been in leadership for the past 16 of those 26 years. So okay. I have responsibility over a team of about almost 100 people um, wow. now in a director role. Previously, I was a frontline manager for a team of 40 some prior to that. Um, I... Uh, I have a side hustle as a podcaster and a Christian life coach, which is really kind of that calling passion work that God's planted in my heart that I'm, you know, trying to weave in and Amen. actually sprouted out of my, my day job, if you will. So I'm, I've been married for almost 26 years. I have two children. My daughter is 23 years old. She's in medical school. I have a son who just turned 21, 22. He just turned 22 in May. He just finished his junior year in college. He actually is on the autism spectrum, but very high functioning. So that comes with all kinds of interesting blessings and um, challenges too, but he's pretty amazing. Um, My husband owns a business. So we're, we're sort of a blessed and busy household. Yeah. What a fun season too. It's just a very different season of life. Or you can yeah, I love the podcasting and your creative side, it sounds like. 
Yeah. And I, I realized that I used to be very creative when I was young. Like I, I was very into artistic things. Like I, I drew, I painted, I did all poetry mm -hmm. and realized at one point, like I had completely stopped doing creative things, but it's such a part of who I am that it's sort of like always lives there and wants to come out. It seems like yeah. so. And it's great having adult children. That's a whole new experience too. You did for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> it gets even more exciting. <laughs> yeah. I love, so tell us too a little bit about your journey with God. Have you grown up with God? How was God introduced to you? What is your relationship with him like? Yeah. So it's a little bit of a always there, but up and down situation. So Okay. Another thing about me is I'm actually a twin. So my sister oh, and I nice. were born to very young parents. We were extremely poor. My parents were actually just 16 and 17 years old when they had us. Goodness. Um, and we were always exposed to church. Like they brought us to church. We experienced different churches. Like when I was really little, I think we attended a Baptist church. Most of my kind of teen years, we went to a Lutheran church. So God was always a part of my family and who we are and that messaging. Yeah. And I actually remember praying a prayer, um, you know, to be saved when I think I was about eight or nine years old. Wow. But when I look at kind of how, where I am today versus most of my 49 years, you know, we were raised to be good girls, get good grades, do the right thing, be kind, be obedient, be respectful all of those kind of that sort of moral code, um, how I happen to sort of internalize that and respond to life, most of my life, is I became sort of, since I can remember, I've had this anxious, like, existence, and I became kind of a people pleaser, approval seeker, fearful of disappointing others, yeah. things like that. And, and I had a head knowledge of, you know, I believed in God, I knew I was saved. Um, I would pray all of those things. But until recent years, I don't believe I had a true heart knowledge of what that gift of grace and salvation is and what it means to be a daughter of the king and walk in that. Yeah. Um, I've had different experiences in life where obviously I get stubborn, like I must want to control things because I'll just get into my striving and doing and people pleasing and whatever else and I don't maybe listen to the whispers so I've had a few like louder sort of experiences um yeah. that God has used to work in me so um <laughs> they've been obviously ones okay Tanya you can't control this so the first one was I broke I broke my ankle and that was when I was a very new leader and I was super stressed out I was essentially wow. functioning as a full-time therapist plus a full-time manager, leaving nothing for myself or my family. I was anxious all the time. And, you know, God sort of let something happen that forced me to take a little bit of time to step away and recognize what really is important. Yeah. Similarly, I was um, several years later, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And again, it had gotten to the point where I was so stressed out and anxious and just not in balance whatsoever but God used that to slow me down and allow me to be more present with my family and allow me to see how people were such a blessing in my life because I couldn't control all the things people needed to feel like they were doing something to help me so then I got to witness you know my staff took turns bringing in meals so every day when i go to have my radiation treatments, they'd say, you know, grab your dinner meal for your family tonight. And that was an amazing blessing. Like the, you don't want to deal with the mundane things when, you know, you're kind of thinking about cancer most of the time. Yeah. And then God used COVID. So, and that's kind of the most recent thing that has been probably the thing that brought me to my knees the most in terms of I couldn't, sorry, now I'm kind of going into how I got to where I am. So no, God's been there. And I really, so when I was, I was baptized when I was 14. So I accepted Christ when I was eight. I was baptized when I was 14 in the Lutheran church. Okay. 
But when I was in my 30s, we actually started attending kind of a small community church, non-denominational. And I moved by I moved by music heavily. Right. And it was so it was like a hip like, you know, you're singing all the praise and worship stuff versus that more liturgical type of service. Yeah. And I started to really hear the message of salvation and what it really means, because all my life to that point, yeah, I'm saved, but deep down, but I, I don't know if I'm really good enough to go to heaven. You know what I mean? There was still this idea that I had to earn my way in and I never quite got there. You know, I, I did, I was always the top of my class. Like I, I was an achiever from an outward standpoint, but deep inside, I had that imposter syndrome, the someday somebody's really going to find out how, you know, really unworthy I am. And yeah. that's followed me most of my life. Well, I started to hear that different message of it's not about what you do, Tanya, it's about what I've done for you through Christ. And yeah. so that's when that sort of journey toward a heart knowledge of who I am in Christ really started to kind of plant roots I got baptized again with my children when I was 35 like okay. the whole lake like full submersion lake baptism that's amazing uh, yeah so that's sort of my God journey thus far which then you know and up to that point too did you know that you could have relationship with God or was more like I have to do these things to be yeah, that's a good point. Like I, <laughs> right. Like, I feel like when I think about how I, how I walked through life and my, I didn't, I didn't pray or function in a way that speaks to relationship and a side by side, yes. a within, a with sort of, it was the gods up here. And I have to do things that are pleasing to God. And it's the, oh, oh you know, I've done this thing wrong, or I didn't do this. So no, it really wasn't that true relational okay. um, relationship, I guess. And then once you got rebaptized with your kids at 35, did that start happening? Did you start? That's to when that started happening. Yeah, where it okay. was just like, Lord, I need you to take like, I, I started to become better at surrendering and just really inviting him in from a vulnerable real place like okay. having conversation instead of like saying the right word you know what I mean like kind of that right. praying all the time I started to really incorporate it every time I was going to have a staff meeting or I was nervous about a crucial conversation I would invite him in to be in my thoughts, words, and actions, you know, so that he would speak through me. So I feel like that really started to become a lifeline for me in a relationship. But then, you know, of course, there... then before like breaking your ankle and was that all after you were baptized or before that really was, that really all was after I was baptized that second time, I would okay. say after 35, because I can't remember functioning from that place of relationship Okay. Any with any consistency prior to that. Okay. Cause I'm yeah. only asking that because the perspective you have about what happened and what God was doing with it is powerful. Right. And so mm -hmm. that's why I'm like, wait a minute. Like you had relationship with him in order to see his perspective of how he was using these things yes. versus why is this happening to me? Do you see what I'm yes. saying? Like you had a totally different perspective, just as you were describing that right now. So I'm like, wow. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's a good point. So what I, I at least have had the benefit where I've been able to see those things as blessings versus yes. being a victim to them. Like they've really allowed for victories in my life in that way to really yes. start to really draw me in, in relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you personally hear from God, right? Because you were saying, okay, like I've heard from him. I've kind of been aligned in tracking in some ways. It's more like the the whispers, I think you said, and then he got louder through these events. <laughs> yes. How do you really relate with him? I was hearing too, that you turn prayer into what you have to say into like this constant conversation with him throughout your days. But what right. are your favorite ways to connect? One thing that I'm more recently just really being more intentional about is trying to do more listening, not just talking, you know, it's certainly it's that conversational prayer. And I'm 
and being starting that with gratitude first, I think is really important versus the help me, help me, help me, which I mean, I do that like, Lord, please help me with this. You know what I mean? But I'm like, okay, I should start with some thank yous first. Like I have a lot to be grateful for, but I really need your help in this area. So, but then it's really, I feel like I'm hungry for hungry for more and more discernment or ability to hear him like, I feel like I'm very discerning when it comes to other people's lives, yeah. but somehow I'm, I'm more of a questioner like, Oh God, was that really from you? Cause I probably, my hearing from God, I wish it would just be audible sort of like God talking to me or like sends me a written message in the mail, but it's not that it's more that ugh, like that gut polling that I can't ignore I I don't know if I'm explaining that well yeah. but it's really a sensing it's a sensing and a feeling sort of gnawing that that won't stop until I acknowledge it if yeah. that makes sense it's so good yeah it makes total sense yeah. so I um I'm not sure are you familiar with the prophetic at all well no but I'm I'm becoming introduced and really, really, really curious okay. about knowing more. Yeah. Because we we all, what is beautiful is we all can hear from God, right? My sheep know my voice and other voices they don't follow. And there's so many ways that God talks to us and relates with us and helps yeah. us build relationship with him, right? And hearing, sensing and perceiving, right? Knowing, right? Feeling. These yes. are all different ways that we receive. Sometimes it's in the supernatural realm which is more mystical sometimes mm -hmm. it's literally in the physical realm and sometimes it's more internal right yeah. like i'm seeing something in the eyes like my faith eyes right not yeah. in my physical eyes but i'm seeing something god is giving me a glimpse or a vision of a future yeah. thing almost like you would see like a movie right yeah. so there's many ways to hear from god but i'm hearing like one of the ways that you really a gift right a gift of wisdom and discernment that's one of the ways that God really speaks to you, right? Yeah. And then the more you listen to that, the more you see his hands mm -hmm. take over for you, which to me, it sounds like is super powerful, especially from somebody that's had to have things under control, right? Yeah. And the surrender being so hard to do, like that's not mm -hmm. an easy thing to actually like take your hands off and like pass it mm -hmm. off. You're like, right. take this one, God. And you're like, wait, but I kind of want to take it back. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> kind of like, this tug yeah. of God, but you get to this place. If you just listen and let him go, you'll see him always do the heavy lifting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And unfortunately, like I have so often had to get to the point of complete physical, emotional, mental exhaustion before it's like, okay, yeah, I'm too tired to keep trying this whole <laughs> method. Just take it from me instead of learning that consistent everyday surrender so I truly feel like I have to start every single day with a surrendering of my day and my life and my words and my thoughts because yeah. of that tendency do you know what I'm saying yes well and this might be powerful for you to hear too I know that I mean God often gets to us through pain right mm -hmm. or through heartbreak yes Right. Yeah. When, when we're doing relationship with God in order for it to be real, he wants truth in our inmost heart. Yes. Right. And it's like a lot of times we won't get still enough to let that truth hit us or to receive in any kind of way. Like we're just not available. If you think about like how tight your schedule is or how full it is, how right. busy we get, how like distracted we get, there's no room for God in that. Right. So a lot of times pain stops us and wakes us up. We're like, yes. whoa, like I can't do life as usual. And then heartbreak does the same thing. You're like, wait a minute. Like if I partnered in this dynamic, do I really know what love is and how do I learn? Yes. And to me personally, it's like, if I don't know the author, <laughs> yes. am I really loving? Right. Probably not. And that's a scarier thought. Cause then you're like, well, what the heck have I been doing this whole time? Right. right. So when it comes to thinking about that, we start creating dependencies because we were designed to depend on him. Mm -hmm. So in life, we depend on performance. We depend on pleasing. We depend on being useful to get approval and praise, yes. especially if we feel insignificant. We yes. depend on constant feedback and validation from other people when we don't feel worthy. We create all these really interesting dynamics because we're depending on those things literally yes. for our survival. Right. right? 
especially from a young age. And then it's like, oh, but if I put all these codependencies on God and depend on him more fully every day using the word surrender, I surrender the way I've done things to depend on him, right? right? He starts picking up all of the stuff that's not aligned. In and such a more, well, right. And in such a more truly fulfilling way, like, yes, yes. you know, we, for a while, sort of some of that stuff works for us, right? So that's why we yes. continue it at a superficial level. It feeds us something. Yeah. Never quite to the depths of who we are. And it's when, at least in my case, sometimes when that source completely sort of lets us down yes. or doesn't work for us and like, what do I do with this? I can't, in order to function and put one fr- foot in front of the other, I need you. I need to depend on you now when it really, if we could only learn that we need to do it all the time to truly maintain that true fulfillment. And yeah. And we, you said something to. so profound. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. No, you're good. I was listening to one of your podcasts. <laughs> Just the other day, and you said something about love. I heard when you were talking about love just right, just now. You said, ask yourself, do I love in such a way that those around me feel free and unafraid? Yeah. I was like, holy cow, that's so profound. Yeah. You know, and I think, I even think about how I parented because I sort of parented similar to you know, I, I love and honor my parents and they did amazing things, but I sort of started my young parenting from more of that autocratic, authoritative, um, fear-based parenting, if you will. I mean, sometimes it's the way it is. And I think I realized as my kids got older, how very important, like relationship is where it's at. That's true of with God. That's true of for me with my children. Like I want to love them in a way that they feel free and unafraid that they can come to me with the hard stuff and know that they won't be condemned. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Right. And when you think about it too, part of training up a child in the way they should go, a lot of us don't get that training first and foremost, but we're not even having somebody nurturing the calling or seeing the gifts or like guiding us and sort of pointing us in the direction where we can prosper and thrive. Right. You can't when you're just like, do what I say. Don't yeah. watch what you do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Right. Like it's kind of like a very like, oh, we're trained to not think for ourselves and not use our brain, this beautiful yeah. gift that God's given us. We're trained not to express ourselves or communicate, just kind of like shut up and do what I say. Yeah. Right. Even when you think about like a school system, we're trained to do that as well. And we're yes. trained to ignore our guidance. Mm-hmm. Which Holy very Spirit much. is so faithful in guiding us. We're trained to like, no, do the responsible thing. Yes. Don't trust your guidance. Don't listen to that. That can't yes. be right. And so then you end up in this place where it's like, well, I feel like I should listen to that because every time I do, it works out. And every time I don't, I have to deal with a mess. So, right. right? I'm like, who's wrong? Yes. Somebody's wrong and it's not me. <laughs> you know totally. what I mean? Yes. yes. So true. And I love what you said that was just profound just now about how we live at such a superficial level. Mm-hmm. and yeah. right because when we yeah. walk with god we're called out into the deep we're called out into literally the depths of our spirit right when you think about your soul like the journey a spiritual journey is going inside yes right and yeah. seeing that your insides are affecting the outsides right but it's mm-hmm. starting to do all of that internal work and exploring the depths of your soul with god that is no small thing but on a day-to-day we can live our lives without doing that at all yeah, totally without accessing yes. any of that. And then we wonder like, why am I miserable? Why right. am I so unfulfilled? Why do I feel like I don't have meaning? Why am I depressed? Well, you just shut off. Yes. Entire being basically. Right. And yeah. the total source of joy. And yeah. haven't you found, I found this too, the more you start to actually go deep and experience God in that way. Like I have, my tolerance for superficial is so not good. You know, like I hate small talk, you know, that's also the introvert in me too, where I'm like, if I'm going to like use my time to have a conversation, I want it to be a deep, like meaningful conversation. I hate small talk. I don't like big sort of gatherings of people where you're sort of just bumping elbows. You just crave, the more you experience that depth, the more you crave it and the less 
I shouldn't say you, I should say me, the less tolerant I am for the superficial. Yeah, 100%. I think for me, what that helps me do as well is know what level to engage with somebody else. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So it's like, if I know that their capacity is only to like live on this level, I'm not going to invite them too deep. True. I mean, like I can meet them where they are like, so like some seeds to get them maybe thinking about something a little bit differently or open their mind to something different or like, you know, they'll go stalk you on social media later. Um, (laughs) Like little, little sprinkles, right. To like have them thinking. But it's really taught me, like, don't invest in people that don't have that capacity because you're going to be really disappointed. Right. Such a helpful tool, especially this comes up a lot. I've seen with people reconciling relationship with parents. Like we we didn't get the parents that we wanted or that we thought we needed. Right. And that's so many people's story. But then it's like we keep expecting this parent that doesn't have capacity to show up in the way that we wanted or needed them to. And they just can't. Right. When right. you look at like their ability to communicate or lack thereof, their emotional intelligence, whether they have a legacy of faith in their life at all, they don't literally have anything to offer. What they gave you was their best. And when right. you can see that, then you're not like trying to get something different out of them. You can just meet yes. them where they are. Right. And the so, difference, like, so that's kind of how I've seen. I'm like, okay, not all superficial is bad. Yes, it can be that's true. really disappointing. But it's, this is how limited we've learned to live. Yes. Right. And we have so much more that we have access to and all these great mysteries in God that are far too great for us to know, but he wants to like literally unpack them with us every single day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So to me, it kind of makes me excited and it also helps me with boundaries. That's what I've learned. (laughs) That's really good because like you said too, the other point is if you try to approach someone from where you are and where they're not the potential of scaring them away when ultimately we want to smell of Christ and invite them in you know what I mean it's about yeah yeah I've learned in healthcare you have to do that too you got to know your audience and meet them where, where they are so if you want to have oh it's so good I, I think about it when it's like finding like your new so even with coaching when I first started coaching I was obsessed right I was like oh my God, where's this thing been all my life? Like, I'm totally wired to do this thing. Like, this is amazing. Wow, everyone must know I have to coach every single human imaginable, right? Like, yes, yes. it was like that. And then I was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, there's like, <laughs> way more that you have to like learn and temper and like experience for that to really be effective, right? Because when I first saw it, I was in like my very early 20s. And I looked like I was 12, right? So it's like, yeah. how impactful can you be? Like, I still absolutely was, but like, still. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it freaks people out when like you look like you've arrived because we never, yeah. arrive. we never and do just, and then you just dump all this stuff on them. And it's like, you don't even know if that was the person that even cares about right. that. And yeah. now you're going to be really disappointed because they probably don't care. Right. Right. Like that's the thing. I'm like, nobody cares as much as you <laughs> about anything. Really. Like, <laughs> it is hard though. When you like, like you're so passionate about something. You just yes. want the world to know about it. You want the world to experience this 100%. peace and that comes from surrender, right? So yeah. it's like, okay, really then Tanya. Like. <laughs> but I think it's it's sort of like, to me, God helping us understand, like I've given you that much energy because this is going to be a long run. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're going to yeah. need that sort of like energy and capacity to like hold you out for a long-term journey. Yes. Right? So it's like, allow don't ever lose that that's the fan the flame within like don't ever lose that passion because in these moments where you're questioned you're tested you're challenged you're rejected you're let down and severely disappointed you've still got to have that same kind of passion that you had on day one for sure right Right? and if you burn it out (laughs) you're not gonna have it (laughs) yeah burn off yeah that's a that burnout is what led me into my passion. Like you said, God. So tell me about that. Yeah. So tell me about, okay, you're on this new God journey, which is so beautiful that you did that with your kids as well. Yeah. That was what cool. is God now bringing to your attention after that experience? Clearly he's talking to you through life events, but how is he guiding you into what lights you up? So, so bear with me as I first start with the darkness okay. aspect of this story. But as okay. I said, sort of, he's used challenging situations to, to help me to see how he's growing me for the work that he has for me. And yeah. so I'm in healthcare. So 2020 hits 
COVID hits and well, a lot of the world was sheltering in place and which has all kinds of other bad sort of implications. Yeah. I and my people were working more than before and in different ways. And we, in preparation for sort of that pandemic and potential surge. Yeah. I was forced to have my people do things that many of them certainly did not want to do. They were uncomfortable, unfamiliar and, yeah. Um, they, I would say they haven't ever prior to that experienced a real tell in that way. You know what I mean? Like, so as a leader having to do that and then seeing the responses, like some people get it, like they get like, this is a pandemic. We got to do stuff that's out of the ordinary to serve human beings. And I sort of come from that place of nothing is beneath me if it means serving a human being. Right. Not everybody has that philosophy and they're very uncomfortable being forced to do something that doesn't align with what they think is, you know, what their job role, you know? So for example, most of my staff are therapists, they're masters and doctorate level trained therapists. And they were expected to not only do their normal work, but essentially in addition to that function, like nurses aides, you know what I mean? which was uncomfortable for many, it produced anger. Um, and then just enduring because of the infinite feeling nature of the pandemic. Like at first we thought, oh, we're going to get through this surge and then it'll be over. And it's like, now we're 2023 and we're still feeling the impacts yeah. of COVID. So because I've so much of my life and career has been I've drawn my value too much from how I serve my people and therefore what they think of me as a leader. And I've always been the like get your, get in and get your hands dirty with them, work hard. So and I knew I had I had a certain level of confidence in my leadership prior to this because I've always been relationship is natural to me and understanding and discerning people I feel a room. When I walk in a room, I feel the room, which is a blessing and a curse, right? But I was drawing so much of my value and my worth based on what my people thought of me and how I did in leadership. And it pretty much kind of worked for me, you know, the 23 of those years. Yeah. Well, with this new response, so imagine if you will being those staff people they were put in a position where I think some of them as I look back now I didn't protect them from that as a leader you know what I'm saying so yeah. there are ways in which that erodes trust because of the fear and everything that went with that and I wasn't able to stop it from happening not that it wasn't in many ways the right thing and in, in terms of how we needed to serve people yeah. but how it happened was really really difficult um so and then it just the wound that was created from that experience yeah. just seemed to last and last and I found myself my anxiety growing you know I was back to where I was having panic attacks the minute I opened my eyes in the morning and I didn't know I don't know if I can continue doing what I'm doing because I don't know if my people see me as a good leader anymore because of what they've just gone through. Now, I tend to get paranoid and overanalyze everything. So chances are it wasn't as bad as, but it kind of felt pretty bad. So I got so emotionally, because I thought, you know, for 20 some years, I've done my best to honor who they are as people, you know, like making sure that we allow them time to be moms, dads, brothers, sisters, time off you know, recognizing and appreciating and being in relationship with them. And so at my first reaction to some of those negative responses were, it felt personal to me, like, okay, I'm now asking this hard thing. Yeah. And you're forgetting about all the other things. Now I've since healed some of my thinking around that, but that's yeah. how it felt in the moment. And so I literally started to I couldn't draw from where I was drawing that superficial source of worthiness for me, my people. Yeah. And so I just, I had to surrender like, Lord, I can't, I don't know how to continue 
this way. I need you to take this burden from me. Like I need to make you my audience of one, which is how it should always be and is always. So it took that like burnout, exhaustion, anxiety, panic situation. I needed to, (laughs) this sounds bad, but I needed to care less about what people thought of me. You know, that people pleasing and approval seeking had completely like wore me down. And then I started to regret like, I've given a quarter century me a life quarter century of my life to this work. Yeah. And this is this is where it's at. And I deprive my children of my time and my husband of my time because of how I do my work. So then regret and almost resentment started to sit in, right? Yeah, so yeah. then so that's when like again I was so completely exhausted, I finally let God in. And he started to, I was you know, in the word and in devotionals and just seeking to understand him and seeking to like, I'm so desperate to have this anxiety go away and to experience some joy, like show me how, show me how, show me how. And he just kept kept pulling me more and more into relationship and dependence on him to where you feel, you know, when you felt that, that peace that only the peace that surpasses human understanding, right? When it's like, when it finally hit like home and he's given me that before, but then my flesh takes over and I start walking outside of that. Yeah. Well, he gave that to me and it was like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm not quite as anxious and panicky to walk through the door in a way. I kind of started to care less about what people thought sort of, I still have to be who I am and do things with integrity and be relational, relational and all that. But I was he was starting to show me how I didn't, I shouldn't and didn't need to attach my value and my worthiness to that, to what man thinks of me or what my perceive, my perception of what man thinks of me. And that was giving me more and more freedom. Well, in and amongst that, really, I was kind of desperate to get out of what I was doing. Like, I can't, I cannot do this for 20 more years. So what can I do instead? And as I was growing in relationship with him, I actually started to research Christian life coaching and just felt, I just felt really drawn to that for some reason, which is kind of weird. And I started listening and binge listening to a podcast about podcasting. And I was thinking, I have this message to share about what God can do in your life around, you know, burnout, anxiety, Yeah, what he was doing for me. I have this, I need to share it in a way that I'm not sharing it now. Like he was developing this urge and this draw and this pull to serve women particularly in a different way and what I started to see around me were other leaders that were struggling with the same things I had been struggling with you know and just like no joy and just like what do you do we can't make people happy like nothing seems good enough like how do you lead people now everything's different since COVID yeah well so I guess he planted the seed that I could share my message via podcasting, which is so bizarre because I've always had a fear of public speaking. I've always been an introvert. So what? Wait, what? You want me to share (laughs) this way? Are you sure? You know, so so anyway, that became how I was going to share my message. I just, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to start a podcast. So I started sort of, I simultaneously was taking a master class in podcasting and a Christian life coaching certification class and working full-time. It was crazy, like crazy, wonderful, crazy, hard, all of the things. (laughs) But I really just wanted to, I wanted other women in that similar situation to hear the power that God has to change their lives and give them peace so while I started the process in the as almost an exit plan yeah what God did instead is he made it easier to come through the door every day and also create this new avenue for sharing and serving um so it kind of came from a real place of brokenness Mm -hmm. um that required surrender um so I'm doing my day gig and doing my best to serve 
those that are in my sphere of influence. The other thing it did is I noticed is a growing boldness in being uncompromising with my faith. So, you know, in general, healthcare is a quote secular environment, even though those of us that bring yeah, the Holy yeah. Spirit with us make it yes. a sacred space, right? Yes. The world and work atmospheres, different messages are coming at us that sometimes really feel out of alignment with some of, you know, my my faith values. And I came to a place kind of where I I knew, and I don't feel I've ever had to compromise my integrity or my faith values, but there've been some more recent things where it's like, mm, is this going to get to a place where I have to potentially direct something that doesn't align with yep. me or who I am or what I believe God says is truth. Yep. And I got to a place like, well, I'm not going to compromise. So I'm prepared for whatever consequences come of that. Like it, there was this freedom from like, I guess if I get fired someday, like I'm not really sure how that'll go, but I know God's going to work it out. And I'm, I'm willing and ready for that consequence because I cannot yes. be compromising. I will not deny who I am as a follower of Christ. You know, I'm not out beating Bibles, you know, everywhere, but I don't hide my faith. It very much is a part of who I am and how I lead. And, you know, essentially I've been a coach to people for, you know, Years. 26 years, you know, yeah. 16 for sure as a leader, a, a formal leader. Um, so he's really blessing me through that. I found that just identifying that those side gigs, if you will, the podcasting and the Christian life coaching, it gave me such fuel. Like I felt like I could work 24 hours a day when I'm working on that work because of how meaningful and powerful and how strongly how obvious it is that that's what God has for me to do. Yeah. It's almost like it's focused and refined your mission, right? Yeah. The interesting thing too, is that, cause I have absolutely found what you're saying to be true. And I think that that actually is very powerful because not everybody is called to be an entrepreneur. And I think that that's dangerous when we think that that's the only path, because then we take a lot of risks that aren't here to take and we're doing them in fear not yes. in obedience. And there's a huge difference. And there's a lot of people that are called to the marketplace and that's where they're going to have the best influence. Like that's where yes. they're going to actually be able to give these God encounters to people and really see him work. And they're, they're channels of his influence in these places. But when they don't have people coaching them through real life scenarios, they yes. leave, they give up too soon. They abandon the mission when it was like, God was just about to do a huge move there. And you yeah. jump shit. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like when you have somebody that gets it, like I'm talking 26 years of gets it, right? <laughs> like not like yeah. six months, I'm out. Like 26 years of I get it and can coach somebody through these really, really challenging gray areas where it's like, where is God in this and what's his agenda? It turns and they get to see and experience God in a full way and everyone around them. Yes. Right. Nothing yeah. preaches God bigger than that. Like you didn't even have to say anything. No. Let him work. Yes. Right. And it's only him, like only he can get the glory, but that, that is an entire mission field. So I love mm -hmm. that he's opened your eyes to see that because people in the workplace need coaches. Yes. That is where their assignment is, but they need to be coached through all of these things that they face multiple times a day. Right. Right. Like we're taking hits all day, every day. It's like, who is actually encouraging me or giving me wisdom and the right perspective, keeping me accountable, giving me that, yes. like fanning that flame of passion to keep going back in this place. Yes. Right. right? It's yeah. so powerful. So I love that he's opened your eyes to see that and changed your mission. Right. Cause the thought could have been, well, I'm just going to go do this thing full time, but actually he's given me 26 years of influence. I think he does want me here. Just show right. me in this way. Yeah. Or at least for now, like what, cause yeah. I get really like, you know, with that passion, I get really anxious, like, Oh, like God, why aren't you giving me 47,000 coaching clients? Just like one day out the gate, you know, it's like, well, yeah. he, it's not time yet. Like I, I forget, wait, it's his timeline. And then I see things that are happening in the workplace. Like, yes, he's blessing that, but probably slower than I would have wanted it to, you know what I mean? In <laughs> my own vision of like, Oh, right. Like, I need to like 
Can you just right. send me some people so I can quit this other gig? But then I'm seeing like, oh, look at all of these opportunities he's given me today to witness in through the work that I do. Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, so now I don't know. Hmm. It I, is his will someday that 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 becomes more of a full time gig. And I see so many ways where even he's giving me content, if you will, or he's using this current work that I'm in to help me serve in this other way. Yeah. And yeah. I just have to trust him to keep doing it his way and on his timeline instead of trying to like control and influence because it goes all bad in haywire when I yeah. do, you know, I get stressed out and anxious and oh, I should be doing more faster and I can't. And yeah. 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 Well, right now, which is really interesting. It sounds like you're exactly where he wants you and that because there's one thing to, you know, coach on just anything. But when you're actually in the mission field yourself and you're applying what God is telling you, like that actually makes you qualified. Yes. To then coach people versus you're just coaching people because you have good coaching skills. Different. Right. Different, right? Like different it, even you can feel that it's different. Like it yes. just doesn't feel as legit or something. Yeah, right? it's kind of like easy for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> right. you know I mean? Like literally, it's like yeah. I want to know that this person has been through this thing that I'm struggling with and is on the other side and they did it yes. with God. Yes. And if they didn't, not my person. Right. right? So it's almost like, and this this can totally like shift, but I think that there's a lot to be said about you being in this arena, knowing what the issues are and being able to coach people through those things specifically. So yes. I'm even sensing too, there could be group things that mm -hmm. you do, like more like retreat style stuff on like weekends to help these leaders get the skills and stuff yes. that they need, right? While you're deploying all these skills while you're in there, like you can see a huge difference between having the skills and not having them. Yes. Right. right. Huge difference. Yeah. And that's also the ministry, right? That's the coaching work. Like that's what people need. The same tools that you have. And now you're seeing them work. That's what they need. They need these tools and skills and support. So it's so yes. powerful to see that and also space. And since they're so busy, that's why I'm sensing retreat. You need a space to be fully invested. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Without yes. distraction to fully receive. Cause think about for you, how hard it's been to receive. Yeah. Right. I'm smiling because yours are like a program. It's like, yeah, but I'm not like fully paying attention or it's going to take me like years yeah. to absorb the skills when yeah. really if I'm like in a implementation zone of like a weekend yeah. or something, or even a week, then I can actually absorb something and apply it immediately. Yes. So I'm sensing you know, that. Well, you. I feel like you're being prophetic now because I'm going to tell you something interesting that I don't believe I've shared with any single human being on the planet thus far. Oh. <laughs> so, you know how there are these weird, like, like you said, visions sometimes yes. are just this, like this brief little short clip of a movie that yes. are planted with such detail in your head, like yes. that, that, and you you don't really know like, oh, where's that coming from? Like this, yeah. this space doesn't even exist. Yep. So I've had, I've had two of those visions that I, I still have yet to figure out when and where and how God's going to put them oh. into place. Wow. One of them is for whatever reason, I'm sitting in this really like quiet space with, I can picture like what the chair looks like and kind of it's these soft textures that surround me and these kind of muted natural colors. It's a quiet space and I'm writing. Okay. I'm writing love and the other one is I picture this space and it is I am with women in this sort of like retreat space like uh -huh. I can picture even sort of like where like there's a kitchen space because you know you're going to be together long enough that you got to feed the people yeah. you know and then there's this like gathering space and this space doesn't exist in my life mm -hmm. but I have such a clear picture of oh, it exists what it you know what I mean in terms of like something that I know today that yes <laughs> so it's so weird that you just said that because I'm like okay my husband's gonna think I'm fruity if I say this well now so, he can't because you haven't you know somebody else just knows your life story <laughs> yes so I'm like where can I sign up for more of these visions of yours because <laughs> that was really like so yeah. a thing. well yeah. I will partner with you in that that truly is prophetic that is something that God needed you to hear right yeah. that place does exist and you're going to walk in there and you're going to send me a photo 
That's awesome. That's happening. Like, that just gave me goosebumps. I know, same. I've got the God bump oh. too. Like, that's happening. <laughs> this was like years ago that that this came into Well, my you're life. getting closer to the time for it. That's why. <gasps> that yeah. just made me so excited. Yes. Which is hilarious because I was going to ask you, like, what are you excited about God doing next in your life? <laughs> like, I think we just found it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, my goodness. Like, oh, sorry. I'm really just like in my thoughts now. That just yeah. fueled me up. Like women yeah. leaders that need to get refreshed. Yeah. And like you said, it truly is that because even like the coaching, because when I thought about like, okay. I see myself eventually doing, and I have more of that group environment because these are busy people and knowing how we function yeah, where we're really able to be transparent is like with each other, like bouncing, you know what I mean? Like some of the most beneficial things in the workplace are when you get to gather with your colleagues that are at a similar level and it's a safe space to really be vulnerable about the challenges you're experiencing as a leader that's far more, or it has been in my case, far more impactful than a one-on-one. Like it really, everybody feeds each other in yeah. those ways. And I think yeah. it's so beautiful, right? Because even I'm, you know, the journaling when you're in this chair, it's like, I'm just seeing a prompt. It's like, how's your heart? Mm. How's your heart? Right? Like yeah. people are like, how you doing? And you're like, I don't even know. That's great. Right? Like, I'm not even feeling like so many things. I, I don't even know how I'm doing. I'm just going through the yeah. motions, right? I'm just like getting through the day. Like, yes. like nobody's asking you, like, how's your heart though? Like, really? Like, what is going on inside that. of you? Because out of all, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So you'll have a sense of what's going on. And that tells me that your heart is sick immediately. If you can't even tell me how you're doing. Secondly, yeah. out of your heart flow, all the issues of life. So unless you start looking there, you're going to be facing a lot of issues and some of them are completely unnecessary. And you know that by personal experience and you know, all of the issues that they face so intimately. Yes. Right. Yes. So powerful. Just wrote that down. Like, Oh, I love that. How's your heart? heart? It reminds me too. I've stopped saying, I've stopped saying fine. You know, like I don't know why this seems connected, but like when you're in the hall, like, how are you? I'm fine. You know, it's like the, it's the other four letter F word, right? Like the Mm. more God's worked on me, like the more honest, authentic responses I feel like I get than the like expected fine, you know? And then people are like, oh, that was different, you know? I'll say (laughs) something like, thank you for asking. Do you really want to know? Yes. Yes. True. Kind of like how much time do you have? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Do you really want well, to unpack yeah. that with me? Careful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I will tell yeah. you. Are you ready for me to tell you? <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's sort of my MO too. Yeah, I should I make it a little playful to like freak them out a little bit, but you know. Yeah. It's helpful. The other point that I think is really important, like I, I, I have found this to be true. Like also not everybody is called to be a coach. Yeah. Okay? Like getting those tools and skills could be the reason why some people are sent to certifications. Not everybody has the gift or the talent or the calling and you need it, right? Like I wouldn't go be a teacher because I'm not like anointed to go do that in like an elementary school, wrong person, right? Like (laughs) her, right? I I would not be graced for that. Like it would just not be my thing, right? But it's like, you have to know what you're graced for. Like, I can think of so many things where I was sent not to go become an expert in that area, but to get the skills to apply them to my life. Yes. Right. So I think that's an important distinguisher because if we go and we get a coaching certification, then we think that we got to be a coach and make this business work. And we're not like actually anointed for any of that. God just wanted to give you tools for leadership. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like you're going to make all of these investments that are not necessarily a part of God's plan for your life because you think you've got to make it work when right. he's not there for a purpose to right. give you these skills that you might not other ha- otherwise have in your toolbox. Right. Yes. So I have found this to be true. We're actually launching a coaching certification in January. Right. But Ooh. it's going to be cool because there's uh-huh. so many coaches that I work with now too, because it's, that's a, literally, it is a calling and it is a mission yeah. field. It's not something you just slap on and say that you are. No. Right. So what I love about you is that, you know, like you intimately know, and you're knower yes. what you've been graced to do. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful how well you've loved people in that yeah. environment, even when you were struggling and needed somebody to love on you. 
strangely right. enough, in that season, yes. it was really hard from you. Like you yes. probably just needed someone to say, you're doing a heck of a job. Keep yeah. That, right? that kind of helped. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like you were kind of in the ringer too. So yes. for the record, right. Like, right. and in a traumatic experience, no big deal. Right. Like a little yeah. grace for maybe having a hard time. Right. Like <laughs> right. it's like to know that that's where you're called to. And now you have skills to be in this environment that requires that because that environment isn't going to teach you how to show up and be a good leader. You're no. kind of like left without any tools or skills and like figure it out. Right. Right. And your average human will not do for the record what you've done, where you've gone out and you've got the extra skills and you decided like, God, like, use me, give yeah. me what I need to be a better leader. He sent you, gave you the skills. And now he's expanding your vision because you were faithful. Right. You were faithful. Well, that energy is contagious. Like even like yes. you said, just the presence with which I'm able to walk through the door. Yes. I believe like even that is bringing fruit in that like, I'm like, oh, I don't know if people seem less crabby. You know, they seem a little like things are getting more back to normal. Well, gee, how much, not that it's like I'm accomplishing that, but how much was my, my energy from a negative stand, sense keeping kind of the icky stuff perpetuating also? You know, I now lead leaders. I I have to bring an energy that gives them hope and encouragement and, you know. Totally. Yeah. I'm very much seeing for you just like how there need to be people to really help ministers and people in the church. Like even like pastors need therapists and coaches and support, right? Like they need soul care big time, right? Yeah. That's similar to, to what I see you doing where it's like, you're doing that though for all of these women in this space and helping yeah. them to rise up to that role of leader because they're probably called there for sure too. Right. Right. And they're doubting it because of what they are experiencing. That's the thing. Which it's is like human and normal. But if they had the support and all the encouragement in God's perspective, and they know how to access that for themselves, different right. experience entirely, they won't have to keep quitting, finding new jobs, feel like it's too overwhelming for them to handle. They'll realize they're the person for the job. Yes. And that God has them there on purpose, right? Different. Yes. You can endure almost anything when you know that God's in it with you. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. The level that he blesses you is crazy when you like stay where he has you. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. It's like you want to shout it from the mountaintops. You just so badly want other people to feel what that feels like. But you're yeah. doing it deeper. You're modeling it. Yes. You're right. It. That's far more powerful than saying it. 100%. They need to feel it from. Yeah. Right. Cause think about, think about how many people in our lives, they say all this really cool stuff, but I'm like, but you don't embody any of it. No. Oh gosh. So right. much of that. And now that tells me I can't trust you because you yes. don't actually live what you say. Exactly. Yes. Right. But it's, that's common now when it, when yes. we talk about the superficial level. So when somebody actually encounters somebody that gets it and that's deep and that's living it and their words are matching their actions different experience like then you become an example of what's possible and what they can access and you're giving them permission to show up in power right. yes not in weakness right yes. and that is so so powerful so i love what god is starting to stir up in you in a mighty way <laughs> yes i do too I it's just really this. exciting so good so good so i'm curious how can people connect with you and then i've got a fun question for you <laughs> okay so well, first place they can they could come listen to the podcast, the Grace Build Leader podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, my website is gracefieldleader.com. So those are really gracefieldleader.com is the place where you can kind of find me and all the things, links to the okay. podcast, my coaching services, all of that. Yeah. Um, a little gratitude journal freebie that they could download. So gracefieldleader.com. Love that. Okay. And the question that I have for you is many, many years from now when you're going to heaven, right? You can't take anything that you've built on earth, like anything that you've invested okay. in, anything that you've contributed, anything that you've created. You can't take any of it with you, right? But you can give a piece of advice. What would the piece of advice be that would change somebody's life? Oh, well, this might be too, you tell me if this isn't specific enough. Okay. My piece of advice is, it's all about relationship. 
that has become true in my leadership. It's true in my Christian faith walk. And it's so true in my motherhood. Like that is where the, that's the, that's the starting and the ending place, right? It's truly, you know, if anything I can plant in the minds of a leader is before you ever hope to accomplish any of your goals with the team, you need to start with relationship and trust. So, and I think that that's what God calls us to. He calls us to relationship and he calls us to trust and depend on him. So like, don't waste all the years I did figuring that out. You know, like your life could be so amazingly full of joy and peace and relief just to start a lot sooner than I did. Yeah. I don't know if that is a good answer to your question, but it's, it's what your thing. answer and it's the <laughs> answer. I love it too. Cause I'm thinking about what we've talked about before, where it's partnership over perfection, right? Like yes. partnership over like the way you think it has to be or the way other people are telling you it needs to be like, no, like let God partner with partner. you to create things in your life. Right. Yes. So I sense strongly that grace something or other is going to be the title of this retreat that you're doing grace is going to be a part of it right but like accessing grace something like that just to make sure that we're not doing things in our own strength we're not moving in our own understanding we're not trying to force outcomes we're not trying to resist what we know to do or deny our power right but you can truly be grace-filled and that's effective right Right. And I, you know, thank you for pointing that out because at first glance, you know, grace filled leader, uh, many people would assume that it's about giving grace, but really first we have to receive and be filled with grace ourselves so that we can pour from a full cup instead of an empty cup. So it's really, it starts with me accepting and being filled with God's grace so that I can be grace giving. Amen. Amen. And I just feel so honored that you shared this conversation in your story. I see you as a grace-filled leader oh. as well. And it's so, so powerful to see because that cost you so much to get to, right? And so yeah. and I just love that that truly is, and I want to affirm you in it. That's truly your mission. That's truly your yeah. assignment. And it's truly what makes you powerful. So thank you. For so much. Like I appreciate that affirmation. Yes. Yeah, it's beautiful, right? When you're grace-filled, just think about it this way. You can be full of anything, but what is the quality that you want to be full of the most? Right. Amen. Oh, come on. That's what you're ministering. So good. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I love. Can we do this every week? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know where to find me. <laughs> yeah. Like we can make it a oh. thing. Okay. <laughs> No, you're just full of affirmations today. It's just amazing. I'm just so grateful. Amen. Well, thank you for sharing on the God Spies podcast. It's been an honor to have you here. It's been an honor. Such a great opportunity. Thank you. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop, literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else, 12 weeks of content that we will go through together, or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook, and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you 
how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.